0: You're listening to Women's Issues, Women's Voices on 89.5 FM, KOP in Columbia. Women's Issues, Women's Voices is a feminist talk show that covers a wide range of interests from the perspective of a collective of women programmers. Radio, like most media, is dominated by men's voices. Women's Issues, Women's Voices brings women's voices to the mid-Missouri radio airwaves, giving a fresh perspective to news, politics, health, community, and family. Not heard anywhere else in the area. Women's Issues, Women's Voices airs every Monday from 7 to 8 p.m. And on the last Monday of every month, we bring you the Goddess Hour. Where Victoria Day and I, Corey Flaker Fraser, share different different goddesses and different archetypes that celebrate the divine feminine. And mm-hmm. a different perspective mm-hmm. on spirituality today. Yeah. Yep. Hey, you want to tell, Vic, you want to tell... The listeners about what we're talking about today.
1: Yeah, so we're going to continue our exploration of uh, the archetypes of women in their fullest power and the different uh, archetypes of the divine feminine, using the book "The Women's Wheel of Life: Thirteen Archetypes of Woman at Her Fullest Power," which was published in 1996. By uh, and written by Elizabeth Davis and Carol Leonard. And, and if you're interested in hearing our original show, um, I'll be posting those YouTube links on our Women's Issues, Women's Voices Facebook page. You can also reach us at wiwv at kopn.org. And they can also access the podcast. Do you know how, Corey? I'm because I'm out of that loop.
0: Um, No, I don't. I don't really know yet. And I I don't want to promise anything
1: yet. So whatever, whatever way you can, you can connect to that previous show that we, where we talked about, um, we started talking about this book. It will be posted on our Facebook page. You can guarantee that. Um, That's how you can connect. So, um, so just to do a really quick recap, these two women um, interviewed thousands of women and came up with this realization that there are 13 different archetypes that women can go through in their lives that expand the traditional um, maiden mother crone, just the three images that often are considered the triptych triptych of of, uh, divine feminine spirituality. And that those uh, are then 12 of those are broken it's in. they're made in a circle they it's they set them up in a circle and there are four phases starts in innocence moves to nurturing then to empowerment and then to wisdom and what we talked about in our last show is what glues it all together which is the 13th archetype and that like the beginning the middle and the end because it's how one moves between each archetype it's also how uh they're next to each other it's also the way that one can go back in life and touch on previous archetypes and that's called the transformer so that's what we talked about last time this and i time, really loved talking about the transformer it was juicy it's juicy because that's what it does <laughs> and, and that's so so just for those who might not have heard the previous show picture a circle with these 12 like uh, stops on a spiral uh, train station, <laughs> but then there is the tracks and the the ground and the juice and all of that that's in between all of that 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 keeps us keeps it all together. That's actually what really keeps the circle plump and juicy, and that's the transformer.
0: Yeah, yeah there's like you could kind of think of a pie, like a Mm -hmm. A fruit pie and then you cut it into 12 triangles Uh and like on the outside you see each piece clearly and then on the inside underneath is where all all the the, juice all the goodness is
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly so um so we're i mean we'll probably still talk about transformer because whether we explicitly say it or not because that is i mean to me that's just like life that's, that's life. Um, but what we're going to talk about tonight is the first of the four phases of innocence. And we're doing that for a couple of reasons. One is it makes sense to start at the beginning. <laughs> and the innocence is the beginning of these archetypes. It also makes sense to be doing it at this time of year. Because the uh, the phase of innocence, um, those th- those three archetypes with- within that phase, also connect to seasonally to what we are experiencing, what the earth is experiencing, from late winter, which um, thinking of the holiday of Imbolc, which is February first, into where we are now, which we're getting closer to spring, and just letting yourself. Stop and feel how you felt out in the world, engaging with the world, or not engaging with the world, that might be the case, in February, and then how it feels right now as things are getting a little warmer, the daffodils have gone from being, their buds closed pretty much tightly, most of mine, a few open, but most have been closed, to now the sun hits them, they start opening up. That's moving into a second archetype within this season of innocence, and then moving into um, the holiday of Beltane, which pagan holiday of Beltane, early May, and thinking about that things are a little rowdier. <laughs> there's there's a little more um, uh, uh, a, juice. <laughs> that's, that's
0: there's the a lot can, more and you juice. think about there's a lot more noise out a in the world too. natural yeah. natural noise of yeah. frogs yeah. and it's, birds it's, and crickets and yeah things bugs are,
1: things are that are, things are procreating and creating and and that's when we moved in the third archetype so these three archetypes that we're going to explore tonight um is daughter and that's the earliest archetype of innocence moving into maiden which is the peak uh, archetype of innocence moving into blood sister so the song that we started out with we chose because that was a song that we felt embodied daughter and it was a song called i am wild by a uh, female duo called mamuse m-a-m-u-s-e i am wild So what do we want to say about daughter?
0: I think the daughter is really, what do we want to say about daughter? The daughter is really a protected and honored, honored in the community, especially by the mother. She's very, very, I don't want to say enmeshed because that feels like that to me, enmeshed feels like a, there's like, there's yeah unhealthy mm-hmm. that feels unhealthy mm-hmm. but with mm-hmm. a daughter in true daughter form she's protected she's loved she's held
1: yeah held I think that's a better way to say it it's mm-hmm. it's not enmeshed it's just um you know something I talk about with my clients is we as human beings we're not turtles turtles you know they're they're hatched out and they swim off. That's not how humans start. We start out dependent. Yeah. Needing that protection, needing that, you know, that innocence, that just. Yeah. um, So, you know, what they say in the book is, um, it's it's very interesting because they talk about um, um, how she's this innocent, um, you know, more, more vulnerable uh, archetype um, who really needs good food, healthy sleep, lots of play and exercise, and just to be allowed to express and to play with life. Um, and, but they also say that the daughter is the archetype that just came out of the final archetype, <laughs> which is the dark mother. And so Mm -hmm. like, you think about, I mean, you know, you're born, you come out of this portal, like from death or from wherever we are before into this new life. So there's also this something about the uh, daughter that is about wisdom. Um, They talk about in the book that one of the, that the goddesses that they associate with daughter is Athena, this goddess of wisdom and creativity but also medusa because it's they say non intellectual ways of knowing just a just raw life connection mm-hmm. yeah yeah fun
0: yeah and i think
1: mm-hmm.
0: i mean no matter how nurtured we were mm-hmm. at that time by whoever somebody took care of us
1: mm-hmm.
0: whether it was like with love or out of necessity like somehow we got out of that somehow like yeah. people and get if, out of the daughter well, and stage if,
1: and if we didn't that's one of the things that i love about this book is it says if we didn't get that if we didn't get a chance if these if you're listening to this listener and, you, and what you're thinking is you know my childhood was not fun I didn't feel protected, but I didn't feel like I was given the space to do that. That's the wonderful thing about this book is that there is always an opportunity as you're going through these other archetypes to come back and reconnect. That's one of the reasons we picked the song we did. This is, I mean, and and, uh, you know, if uh, if I can, I gotta write myself a note, but if I share these videos, these YouTube videos of the songs that we're sharing, the youtube video is two grown women sitting on a log in the woods right, playing and being you know they're bouncing around and they're playing and they're they're adult women tapping into their daughter phase the daughter part of themselves their daughter layer
0: yeah and they were definitely like tapping they were making
1: music <laughs> with their with their hands and they're yeah. just by like tapping their laps and that's something else about the daughter that, that I really appreciate. It's about the process, not the product. Mm-hmm. When you are in your daughter phase, you're not doing something because, and, oh, and I'm having a, uh, my little prickles are coming up. This <laughs> reminds me of what was the, the goddess archetype we talked about where she cleaned her house, not because somebody expected her to or society expected her to, but she just loved. What was what, it was it Hestia? Was it Hestia? Yeah. Hestia, she just loved being at home. She loved mm-hmm. being at home and she loved, you know, she loved the way her space felt when she cleaned it and did these things with it. And it wasn't out of obligation or a sense of fear or, or you know, somebody somebody being upset. It was simply out of love. Hestia is a daughter archetype. Yeah. Ooh, that makes me my heart feel warm.
0: <laughs> yeah, the process. The process of Yeah. The
1: process, yeah. So so uh, Corey, would you would you care to share? Like what if daughter is, you know, we're talking about from birth to pre be- premences, right? Pre menstruation. So like seven, eight ish. Like what what do you remember as something that you did? At that time in your life that when you think back on you it well like draws you now
0: as a daughter i remember just this kind of going with the flow of whatever the family unit needed at the time
1: mm-hmm.
0: and finding little times within the house or within the yard to like play by myself like mm-hmm. climb a tree or explore the creek in my backyard um but as i was getting older i learned how to ride my bike and i didn't learn how to ride my bike in my driveway i had i like went to a neighbor's house and kind of like taught myself on the hill Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean my dad my dad taught me too but like i could not get over the fact that he was gonna let go sometime Mm -hmm. i was like wow as I was riding and he was holding the bike, I was like, I know he's going to let go. And that's going to make me mad. Like,
1: <laughs> and so, that, that, isn't that the transformer right there? Yeah. Sorry.
0: So he, he and he did. I do say he did teach me how to ride my bike and he was there. But like, oh. in order for me to finally get to the point where I could actually ride my bike, I had to do it all by myself. Yeah. Like oh, I had to go go to another house, <laughs> to another driveway and uh, and actually like struggle over there to learn how to ride my bike. And then once I did, I had I could go so much farther. I could go down the street to a neighbor's house. I could like ride mm. anywhere I wanted, basically. And it and- just was very empowering when I learned how to do that.
1: And listeners, I mean, Corey just gave you a beautiful story of daughter engaging with transformer archetype. This transformer is uncomfortable. It's where we learn. It's where we're not sure. And then moving into the next archetype, which is maiden, which is more about the the young. Uh, the young girl finding herself away from the family unit, way mm-hmm. like, who is she? Um, my you know it, it, when as I was reading this, i I recognize that, um like when I think back, I have some really beautiful daughter memories. <laughs> um, the two that that come to mind are uh, laying in a hay field. In the summertime, and just laying in that crisp, crinkly grass. So we're and we're probably even talking about late summer because of the the smell that I'm thinking of. It's like, oh, it's it's uh, that that dry when the grass is starting to yellow smell. Um, listening to the the grasshoppers and the other insects, and just laying there and just staring without any purpose into the sky, into the clouds, like all about just the process, just being, 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 being. And it is something that I have actively learned to reconnect with because there was a period in my life where I couldn't just lay in the grass in my yard and look up at the sky because my I would have been, oh, I got to do this, I got to do that, you know, the product stuff, right? So so just take that. And then the other one is coloring for the sake of coloring.
0: Like, like in coloring
1: books? Coloring, like coloring you know, with crayons, right? And just remembering that smell and the feel of the wax and just the, the pleasure of the colors going on the piece of paper, just... Fill, filling up the paper with color of different colors um and just really not not because i was trying to make something but because i was just enjoying putting color on the paper and you know and and that that's two of my favorite memories um yeah so listeners we're just gonna ask you to you know if you don't do it right now if it if it doesn't come easy just you know let yourself take some time and reconnect with I mean even if you had a, a difficult childhood letting yourself remember one or two memories that connect you to a place where you felt safe and held and nourished and where you were, you know, able to enjoy something for the process.
0: Yeah. 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 Think about what you like to do when
1: you were, before you were 10. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe you uh, can imagine whether it happened to you or not, but maybe you can imagine that getting on that bike or the first time you, you know, were allowed to walk around your block, or, you know, in my case, it was uh, to go, uh, to be able to ride my bike to a friend's house. We lived out in the country when I was a a young girl. And so, you know, to get to a friend's house, you had to ride a couple of miles, you know, and, uh, but that, that, those times where you started venturing away venturing away from and um yeah and the 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 goddess archetype that comes to mind is persephone right there's this whole and and that's a whole other episode but there's this <laughs> whole idea that she was abducted by hades and blah 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 but you know there's now been research and that the original telling of that story was about a young woman who consciously chose in her daughter form to go to the underworld because she's because she still felt called to support and to be present with the uh those who had passed the the dead the souls
0: yeah and And she she started off going walking through a field and like picking flowers and then Mm -hmm. she found this beautiful flower that was i can't remember which one it was Mm -hmm. but not mm-hmm. without getting too far into the story, she like wandered
1: away to
0: mm-hmm. ex- to be on her own,
1: and 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 I and I can just feel like that. Your dad letting go of the back of your bicycle, right, and you choosing to keep going, <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, and so that's that is uh, as we finish up this first half. That is this transition from daughter into maiden and we're going to go out with the song harmonize by rising appalachia because that song we felt really well you can hear it the words are asking you who are you who are you in the world how do you want to be um balanced between your inner self and how you are in the outer world and with that we'll we'll hope you'll join us in the second half
0: You're listening to Women's Issues, Women's Voices here on 89.5 KOP in Columbia. We are, Victoria Day and I, Corey Flaker-Fraser, are here with you tonight talking about the goddess hour, and we are continuing to discuss the women's wheel of life and explaining the four quadrants of, well, the first quad, the Mm -hmm. first quarter of this book which is um innocence and for the first half of the book we or of the show we discussed the daughter Mm -hmm. and the transformation process required between the daughter and now we're moving into maiden in the second half of the show
1: which is really appropriate because this is really the same pattern that we're talking about that if you're looking at you know from late winter to spring into late, you know, late spring. Um, this show we started out with daughter. We're moving into maiden here, right at the center, and then we'll move into blood sister. Um, or whether you're talking about the moon itself, like it, the moon, you know, is uh, reflects no light, and then as it starts to reflect more light, they call that a waxing uh, moon, waxing crescent. That's what resonates with the daughter phase of life. And then, when it gets to that place where it looks like it's balanced, it's it's equally light and dark. When we look at it, that's what you can picture is the, the time of innocence of the maiden. She's starting to move towards the next phase, um, but isn't she's still right there. She's holding both uh, inner and outer. Is what I I really took away from this section. Um, She's still in the home. Mm-hmm. She's still in that relationship. Um, but she's being, for I think you used a phrase earlier, like the full manifestation of daughter. And it's like the full manifestation of maiden is being supported to go to step out into the world. Yeah. Figure out who she is and her natural place in the world. Um, it's usually when. Uh, starts with menstruation, that's, it connects to the first flowering of spring. And I was just, I mean, I was really struck that, I don't feel that like I really, I don't know that I can think about how I went through this phase, Like I don't, I mean, it wasn't uncommon. I mean, I don't think it's any surprise. Like my menstrual cycle was not honored in any way. You know where she talks about in this book the right of you know that r-i-t-e like actually honoring and i mean i remember very little about being welcomed and said hey yay. yeah mine,
0: <laughs> mine wasn't either mine wasn't either but i can think of the context of the of what was happening back then like i was in seventh grade, I think. Mm-hmm. And so I was in a new school with a whole bunch of new people. And it just felt, you know, it was an awkward time. Mm-hmm. And I felt very comfortable at home, but I had to keep going. Like, keep going out there. Um, But it, it, I I can't say, I mean, you're shaking
1: your head and looking oh, no, I'm just, just thinking for the, me, for me, I'm just I'm thinking, concerned. but
0: <laughs> I, I think, i think I think that's kind of like where where the transformation is where the struggle is like you you have to figure it out like you have you have to to be around people and struggle and like
1: so you, I think be, be faced
0: a- with conflict, and
1: I think you're bringing up a really great point that I hadn't thought about before, but was I doing the actions of the maiden. Yes. I mean, I was going, you know, I went into middle school and, 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 you know, and I got a job in high school. I'm like, I was doing those the actions of stepping out into the world. Mm -hmm. But for me, it feels like it was many years later and maybe I still am like really, Uh, feeling that it's safe and important and valuable to know myself and to know my place in the world and to really balance that who am I inside myself and then who am I in relationship with my family with other folks So, so I think that that's I mean that that I mean, that's important to me because I feel like sometimes, you know, in our culture, people say fake it till you make it. I just heard that somebody just said that to me yesterday. Like, Oh, I was just faking it until I made it. Right. I was dressing the part. I was showing up. I was talking the talk. I was learning how to be what other people were saying. This was expected, but not inside of myself. There wasn't actual that the bud Gently blooming and opening up. <laughs> that just that was not my experience. Uh, yeah, but, you know, yeah. I mean, I kind of when I think back to that time, I just I I, I think of a lot of fear and just making it, just do you know. Um, and for me, and not to jump ahead, like not to pull us ahead fast, but it wasn't until I moved into my blood sister phase that I even like interacting with other women of my age when I went to college that I (laughs) recognize like, Oh, it's important for me to know who I am. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I think, yeah, I think with the maiden you're starting to realize that you have a role. I can't say everybody, but I I was starting to realize that I had a role to play in the community and I had, Mm -hmm things that I could offer the community in ways of helping um, and mm. giving of myself and my time. Mm. And um, then, and also realizing like, Oh, I don't just have to be with the family. Like I started to enjoy being out and doing other things like being in clubs at school or volunteering for like a community service I mean you know like any kind of community project to enrich the life my life and the community's life like that was my maiden phase of learning that Mm. and then realizing that like there was more to life beyond being a daughter
1: Mm.
0: and it wasn't it wasn't I didn't It was not a jump from like when I started my period to college. It was like a gradual phase between middle school and high school that I started to realize that I had a strong group of friends that didn't have anything to do with my family and a strong sense of community that I was able to like carry off into the rest been able to carry and hold on to throughout my my life throughout the wheel
1: that's truly beautiful Corey. i mean because as i'm as i'm watching you and listening like i'm really i'm really feeling how you got the opportunity to transform from daughter into maiden and like i'm already hearing and what you're sharing like that the seed, the seeds were already there for you to the, then eat to transform into blood sister because it was already it, it, it was already stirring it was already spinning
0: yeah well you know? and i make it sound so
1: easy but there were there were times <laughs> i remember time... what it was like to be a teenager so
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean there were but, like yeah. oh yeah, yeah. You, listeners right. who are just listening i am like pushing my fists together because like, (laughs) I really wanted to, I really wanted to, I really wanted that independence. I really Mm. wanted to like, just fly, Mm. not like fly away, but just, I just wanted to take off and be me. And there was just this struggle between like, you know, people, people being fearful (laughs) of me flying and me not quite knowing how to do it and it was just like you know how do you give this this maiden what she needs to fly but also like teach her how and teach her how to be safe in the world like all that
1: yeah let's see and that's and and as i'm thinking back and it's just like you know for whatever reason i I think that I really stayed in that mental state of trying to figure out how to live my life to fulfill the role of being the good daughter. Mm. and you know so that so that when I look back, I mean a lot of the choices that I made were 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 within that paradigm rather than in a well, who am I? like like the song said you know what makes me happy what makes me uh uh sad what makes you know what is i want more of I, I those weren't questions that i really understood it was okay to ask till long after which is i think powerful because that's what i so so another little piece i can drop in is that the first time i read this book was in 1996 so I was a 33-year-old woman the first time I read this book. And I'm now um, going, when this airs, I will be 59 years old. I will have just turned 59. And, uh, you know, so that's a that's a big chunk of time. <laughs> a lot's happened in that time period in my life. Yeah,
0: in your and, life and in, and in society yeah, as well. And
1: I don't remember having any of those awarenesses when I first read the book. I just remember feeling like this book saw me and and it and it resonated that it gave me you know this hope that here here were all these different ways of being and um and when i so you know when i read it um i was a, a relatively new mother um going through a divorce right so talk about transformer talk about- you know, shifting out the because the next role after innocence is nurturing. That's that's the next role, um, and I definitely went back and reconnected with daughter and maiden, like figuring out who I was. But even then, I was still struggling with you know what does it mean to be an a good daughter as I'm going through these really difficult things. So yeah, I I'm really appreciated uh, being oh, able oh, to. Oh. Oh, and
0: you were also a mother. Yeah. So it wasn't
1: just being a good daughter, but also being
0: a good mother.
1: And yeah, and trying to figure out how to be the kind of mother I wanted to be to my daughter as we were both going through this really difficult time, you know? So, so yeah, I really, I mean, and I I will say for me, the, the part that I took away, and I know it's partly because of my Laban training and this is, you know, the, the balance when we are moving through our day of what it, what is it within us that inspires us to move? What is it outside of us that inspires us to move? And in daughter phase, you've got more outer, more outer. And it's, and you're, you know, you're just, you're just playing with it. But in maiden phase, it's really this opportunity to, feel like okay who am i within this outer life and then it seems like what happens is then once you know who you are you move you know that transformer moves you into blood sister where we're where, where we're moving into um where it's more about bonding not with your family but with other women who are of a similar age, have similar experiences. You begin begin to articulate the uh, the ways that like our culture is is misogynist, and you know how like they talk about in the book um, that it's this this blood sister phase is where we're still in our innocence, but we're in our innocence that's also rebellious against restrictions to being able to fully actualize who we recognize we are, um, that it's, it's about individuality, that, it's, it's, uh, that it can, there can be or not be a loss of your virginity, you can be sexually active, but it's about actually still just being with yourself in this community of women. And what really they said, I love this line, commingling of their deepest selves that some unified force might be generated to fight archaic values i just <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. like, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> yes yes and so, and the other thing that I really loved about it, and this is where I feel like for me, it's like, as I'm hearing you talk about Maiden, like I feel that way about Blood Sister. Like when I went away to college and my first roommate was, I mean, the first time I ever met a feminist and she wasn't just a feminist. She was a radical, bisexual, like hardcore feminist. And and so really welcomed into the circle of women at the Women's Center at WashU, and, took women's studies classes and did consciousness raising groups, which I don't even know if people do anymore, but that was happening in the mid eighties where groups of women got together and we bonded and we talked about our experiences. This book grew out of that sort of thing. True. Yeah. 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 And so, um, and that power of circling, like that's the very first time that I ever was involved with any sort of ritual where we, you know, we got in a circle and we honored the divine feminine, um, you know? And so, so for me, the blood sister phase is like, I almost feel like I have this image in my head that my maiden fate, I was sort of foundering in the water and then blood sister phase came and kind of pulled me out and said, Oh, you are, you are an individual because you are part of us. Yeah. Right
0: yeah an image that just came to me is like the old quilting circles Mm
1: -hmm. we were
0: talking we were talking earlier about how oh well you know uh generations before us would just jump from maiden straight to like being a Mm -hmm. mother almost and skip the whole thing but then i think then i realized like there's still this these circles of women uh Mm -hmm like sure they had a family but they could get together and they would be like quilting and then you would have like the little kids who didn't who were just running around and then you had the maidens coming that were like awkwardly learning how to quilt and they would like work on something (laughs) for a little bit but then they'd go play but then these like the circle of women would be there like working on it and some some were you know they're at all different ages
1: yeah, all different ages. Yeah. I I just had that vision. Yeah. Well, and that, you know, because I think about, you know, uh, so many women in my mother's generation who so graduated from high school, so just maybe beginning to figure out their maiden and then getting married and right and having children pretty quick. So they jumped right into mother without ever getting that opportunity to uh to just to really figure out who they were before they they were already trying to figure out how to help us be who we are yeah 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 so so we have about three minutes left to this first half or second half corey this this show um so for those who might have uh tuned in while we were talking the second half Um, What we're, we're talking, we're speaking from the book, The Women's Wheel of Life. And what we've talked about in this show is about the first quarter of that wheel, um, which is the quarter of innocence, which is made up of daughter, maiden, blood sister. And I'm assuming we're going to wait till more like high summer to talk about the next phase. Is that true? Are we going to do it seasonally, Corey? let's just,
0: let's just see what happens. I don't want to, I don't want to make any promises just yet.
1: So, so if we decide to continue on this cycle at some time, the next phase is nurturing and that's the lover, the mother and the midwife. The third squad, the third quarter is empowerment, which is the Amazon, the matriarch and the priestess. And then the final quarter is wisdom, the sorceress, the crone, and the dark mother. And then what holds all that together and connects it and keeps it juicy is the Transformer.
0: I honestly don't feel like we gave Blood Sister
1: enough time. Ah, well, then we might dive into that more deeply next time. I mean, there's a whole, that's, that for me, I mean, that's a whole show. Blood Sister, the importance of circling, what is the power of the circle yes hey so so it, folks as you know sometimes we're really inspired one month to, and, and we want to do something but then things happen life happens <laughs> but yeah that's a possibility so, so it's yeah. been a
0: big it's been a big piece of my life
1: been a big piece of my life too and still and continuing. yeah 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 well that's a definite topic listeners. We are so glad that you joined us. And as always, we love to hear your comments or questions. You can find us on Facebook at Women's Issues, Women's Voices. You can also write to us at wiwv at kopn.org. Um, if you're catching the end of the show and you want to hear the whole thing, there will be uh, an archive through kopn.org's website where this show will be available for the next two weeks to listen to. Um, And I did not look to see what's happening next Monday.
0: Next Monday.
1: Yeah. We've got
0: uh, Eva will be doing the, no,
1: not Eva. Mm -mm. Yeah. So it'll be.
0: I think it's Elizabeth, but let me figure out if she's got a topic picked out yet.
1: So yeah, so just so you know what we we are a a, a collective of women. there's five or six of us. Um, and we we try to uh, give you there's a different topic each time, but we do have sort of a a cycle of we're always the last Monday of the month, and then the mm-hmm. first Monday of the month in this particular time is
0: it's Elizabeth
1: it's elizabeth
0: if we don't it's it'll be a surprise it'll be
1: okay so and we're so appreciating it we so appreciate you and your support please keep supporting community radio you're listening to 89.5 kopn columbia
0: Bless stay me. tuned for jazz plus yeah. blues equals soul
1: equal soul
0: nurture yourselves oh, and we're, everybody and
1: we're going out with the song circle of women by nalini